One hen, two ducks, three squawking geese, four corpulent porpoises, five limerick oysters, six pairs of Don Alverzo's tweezers, seven thousand Macedonian warriors in full battle array, eight brass monkeys from the ancient sacred crypts of Egypt, Nine apathetic, sympathetic, diabetic old men on roller skates with a marked propensity towards procrastination and sloth. Ten lyrical, spherical, diabolical denizens of the deep who haul, stall around the corner of the quo, of the quay, of the quivery, all at the same damn time. Could you hear that? Could you hear all of that? It was the radio announcer's test. It's Nathaniel. I hope you can recognize my voice. You were right. Your recordings came from an unknown number, and I don't remember how I remembered you. The world is everything that is the case. I'm sorry you have to hear me talk about Wittgenstein again, if you're even hearing this. I never understood philosophy much, Wittgenstein least of all. I liked his story, though. I liked that he hated philosophy, even though he said it was the only thing that brought him joy. But still, he had three long-term partners over the course of his life. The young man who died, the woman who left him because of anti-Semitism, or maybe just because he wasn't sexually into women, and the mechanic who was there when he died. He loved really bad mystery novels and Western movies. He let his classes at Cambridge out early sometimes so he could go get a good seat at the movie theater when there was a new Western on. He was such a normal person, but also not at all. Maybe he just seemed so normal because he lived such a comparatively, pointedly regular life when you look at his life and his influence on philosophy. Just because I've read his stuff doesn't mean I understand it at all, because I don't. But that bit at the beginning of Tracticus, the world is everything that is the case. I don't know what I expect philosophers to live like. I read a uh, profile of a philosopher once, one of those articles in a paper, like the New Yorker or something. He worked at, I think, Oxford. He lived this ridiculously austere life, whereas Wittgenstein loved to go off to Iceland and row boats. That said, he didn't drink alcohol, I don't think. I don't think he smoked either, and he feel guilty about having sex. What was that movie about the magic mailbox? The couple sent each other letters through the mailbox, (laughs) like how mailboxes work. I mean, they lived decades apart. Maybe just a decade. I don't know. Like, I think they lived in the same place just a few years apart, but I think they could have tracked each other down. I think. I don't know. I don't remember. Do you want to hear where I am? I found a doorway. The kind you told me about. I'm sat in the doorway right now. I see the world we've always known right here. I feel its air. I can fan the air against my skin. And I see the hallway right there, on the other side of me. Remember the subtle knife? The sequel to Golden Compass, where the windows between the worlds were just so... there. Just like windows. What happened if you cut into a world where the air was toxic? 
I bet Philip Pullman didn't even think of that. I remember you told me that someone asked him where people's demons come from, if they just appear when someone is born. And he said he'd never thought of that. And you were so mad because you'd always wondered. But I said that it made sense that he wouldn't know. You uh, you said you always hated the Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass because you said their worlds didn't make any sense, but that the world in the Golden Compass made sense because it was so literal. Its whole multiversal logic made sense. But it didn't make sense. Why do they speak English in all those different worlds? They speak it all over the place. They speak it in the world with the magpies and the uh, dementors that weren't dementors. You know what I mean. Don't the elephant things that the physicists meet speak English too? I don't remember. I like Lord of the Rings. At least there are language barriers there. But you know what Narnia and the Golden Compass and no other books take into account? The air. How do people breathe air there? That's why I always hated Star Trek and Star Wars and everything, really. Why can they breathe air on all those different planets? You mentioned something. Um, the Goldilocks stone, that the reason you can breathe air in this world you found yourself in is because it's a world you have found yourself. It's an inverse paradox, I think. That's what you call it. I wish you were here. Because this isn't my world, isn't my scene. I still listen to that recording you sent where the mayor of the ghost town told you the story of the man in the Matrix who kept going for his daughter. Because I'd be that man, even if I don't have a daughter. Well, you'd try to find a way out of the Matrix just to see. I would stay there with what I know. But do you want to hear something? I did leave my world behind. Because you weren't in it anymore. 